This very special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore is brought to you by our generous listener supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you appreciate what we do and would like to join them, go to dollamore.com slash PayPal or dollamore.com slash Patreon. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the show. Yet another bonus episode filled with delightsome, not white and delightsome, just lots of delight. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, and I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, making all kinds of Mormon jokes that nobody understands. I am joined, as always, by my beautiful, scholarly, and talented co-host, Brittany Page. I'm sure some people understand them. The White and Delights, and we are joined, in fact, right now, in studio, by Adam G. Simon on IMDb, our friend and friend of the show. <laughs> I love White and Delights. I'm waiting. I'm wait- I, told him, I told him right before the mics went hot, be quiet until you're introduced, and now I'm trying to like prolong it to not introduce you. But anyway, buddy, thank you for being here. We love oh, it when you're in you. studio with us. Thank you. I love being here. I love you guys. You guys are great. So you are a fan favorite. Mm. We have had, um, I mean, ca- many, many, not countless because they can be counted, many, many bonus episodes. And after we had you on last time, we had uh, listeners say, hey, fuckers. Why don't you do more bonus content that's not political, specifically, like not a politician, uh. not a professor talking about research they've done around political ideologies, and you were you were uh, a hit. Dude, that's awesome. Thank so, you. So you are... Thank you to everybody that I paid to send messages <laughs> <laughs> and call in and say good things about me. Somebody, somebody has to. I think it was my brother uh, who probably did that. That's awesome. It, that's, a, that's a long con because these were listeners, long-time listeners that you must oh, have like awesome. planted in early to know that maybe one day you'd get on the show. I'm subversive, man. <laughs> I, work, I work in really shady ways. That's so a I really appreciate. nice brother you got. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's amazing. So, so thanks for coming back on. Absolutely. Being in the, in the studio with us. Um, man, so much has happened since we last got together. Unbelievable. I mean, there's, like the world turned upside down. It could have been a week yeah. in between, and still it would have been a lot of stuff. But when yeah. it's months, holy shit, yeah. all yeah. kinds of stuff goes on. Before we get to all of that, though, yeah. what do you got going on? Um, you, you are the, the writer of Man Down, the Shia yep. LaBeouf, Gary Oldman, Kate Mara, <laughs> installate mm-hmm. that the Kate Mara joint, Yes, as, as uh, Spike Lee would Say have it. it. Spike Lee joint. And then now you're you're you've written a movie called Point Blank with Frank Grillo yeah. that Joe Carnahan of uh, Smoke and Aces. Yeah, Smoke uh, and Aces. Narc, Jesus Christ. Blood Bullets and Octane, um, which is, which is that's, a phenomenal movie. That's an iconic figure to be associated yeah. with in a, in a film. He's amazing, man. Joe Carnahan. Yeah. Also, The Gray. Yeah, The Gray. Gray is one of my all-time favorite movies. I got, I got into... I don't think I shared this with you guys. I got into... How dare you, sir? I know. I'm sorry. I got, <laughs> I got into an argument with a guy about The Gray. 
because uh, I, I loved it. And I, I'm very passionate about all And also, things. there's no better thing to argue about than yeah. the gray. Because well, not like he, Donald Trump is president and you have other things to argue yeah, about. This guy, this Let's guy, argue about yeah. the gray. Jesus. That's how petty my life is. But he could not get past the wolves don't act like that. Wolves would never. Oh, oh he's one of those wolves guys. Wolves would never behave that way. You know, he was that guy. And then we went out to a bar a, a little bit later and he started getting some drinks in him. And then all of a sudden it turned personal. Like he started attacking like my mother and like, wow, really? Weird really? Yeah. We ended up getting into a physical altercation. People, because wow, of the weird. People get weird about movies, man. <laughs> it's so crazy, you know? man. Yeah. They get really like passionate about it. Like the bear lovers come out with the revenant. Oh, Bears wow. would never do that. They would never do that to Leo DiCaprio. Well, we, Brittany and I, we have arguments about movies but like we just watched um, three billboards. Okay, outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, which Francis, by the way, Francis McDermott. Yeah, yeah I fucking she's, love. She's amazing. I uh, McGonick, whatever the guy's name is who wrote the movie. I'm not. Yeah. A, yeah, I'm not an industry guy. But he wrote In Bruges, which is fucking fantastic. Incredible. He wrote Seven Psychopaths. We love yeah. that. So Brittany and I usually agree. And Sam Rockwell, right? And who is? Yep. Yeah, he's dude. He's Jesus. so great. Unbelievable. He's so great. There's Oscar buzz around his performance. You, he, if you haven't seen incredible. that, you need to go watch that yeah. movie. It's a good show. Good, it's a good show. So, <laughs> Bernie and I usually, we typically agree about films like that. It is where the consternation leaks in is about comedies. Because I contend, talk about off script here, I contend <laughs> that Dumb and Dumber is the funniest movie ever fucking made. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. And she... Is Ooh, not truly a fan. disturbing. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Can you believe that just came out of his mouth? It's an. Did you, it's almost a relationship ending. <laughs> like we would sever ties and not have a show. We wouldn't have a political oh. podcast because she disagrees with me <laughs> about the hilarity. Well, I love Adam's reaction because funniness. he's equally as horrified no, by not. what you just said. No, he's not. I, listen, man, I'm I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. And I love. I don't know if you've seen it yet. The behind the scenes documentary about phenomenal like it's amazing the guy's a really uh, just an incredible genius and uh him playing uh andy kaufman and everything that happened behind the scenes and dumb and dumber is insanely funny but i'm, I'm waiting for the butt where's the butt yeah, you motherfucker like, I, I mean <laughs> look for me like young frankenstein blazing saddles like you know those those things you know because you're a film started. nerd no, that, no that's funny I mean, stuff no, but not every scene is not side-splittingly hilarious and just because it's sophomoric doesn't mean no it's great it doesn't it's have great. Merit. look i love dumb and dumber I'm but... shut, what, what, all right everybody good night we'll see you later <laughs> what's, God what's, damn it. what's yours i want to know what you countered with Brittany. what did you counter you with? know what you countered with say yeah, it i <laughs> you wow. feel embarrassed now because he's, he, he led with blazing saddles you can't and... see this but she's red he's red they both look like two beats having an <laughs> argument it's That's amazing my natural hue <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> just say it. Say Wedding Crashers. Just <laughs> wedding say it. Wedding Crashers? Really? Yeah, I would choose Wedding Crashers. Wow. Yeah. Which, by the way, after revisiting, definitely a funny film. I love Vince Vaughn. I, I love him a lot. So I, 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 here's what I appreciate about Dumb and Dumber. The, the, the favorite moment for me was when he was talking about uh, when Jim Carrey gives that monologue when he's like, you know, when's when's it gonna happen for us? When's when they're it, out on the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when they're in the apartment. 
and he's, that's right. he's yeah, yeah, and yeah. he gets kind of teary with the worm farm yeah it was this really i like comedies that have a it's just a taste thing it's not a universal dogmatic thing but i like comedies that have got this thing underneath and again you know completely getting on my knees and for joe carnahan but like <laughs> stretch is so great and joe such, you need to take advantage of this he is believe me i'm writing a spec script right now he's taking advantage of it but it's um stretch is really great and i know i know all the people that were involved in it the producers and stuff and stretch is a really great comedy you guys should check it out I'm just talking about laughs, not some subtext of political yeah, 100%. Uh, awareness. Like yeah. with Blazing dumb and, Saddles, dumb, dumb did and a lot of that with race. Yeah, dumb and Dumber yeah. doesn't do any of that. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber's hilarious. It's just dude. dick jokes and, yeah. and diarrhea jokes. Well, it's like, for me, the South Park movie. That's the way to my heart, sir. Yeah. Well, see, that's also, that's super, very, not subversive, but politically um, aware. It's well, also, most relevant. of these I haven't heard of. So it's based on what I have seen. So of what I've seen, that's my choice. But I clearly need to watch far more than we I have. We definitely need to see so, Blazing Saddles together. Yeah, I yeah. have not seen that. And I get what you're saying about the intelligence thing, because there's nothing says intelligence and intelligent comedy like the song Uncle Fucker. <laughs> Shut your fucking face, yeah, Uncle yeah, Fucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, South Park. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's Brittany, not a, not, a, not a big South Park fan. Uh, I have become more of a South Park fan. Yeah. I, I didn't start out as a South Park fan, but it's grown on me. I think it may have come around after Book of Mormon. It did. And how smart those, Book of Mormon those motherfuckers great. are. Yeah. 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 So yeah. great. And I love Butters. So tell us after we just completely, <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love Butters? I have a soft spot for Butters. <laughs> oh my There's God. Something in my pocket. <laughs> whatever that fucking. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so let's. After I just derailed this entire deal here. I know you're acting yeah. like, oh, come on, guys. We need to get everybody get on track. Get it together, you Get fuckers. it together. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber will not be spoken ill of, sir. So tell me about Point Blank. Uh, what is this? Because Frank yeah. Grillo, awesome. Yeah, he's great. Solid. And Joe Carnahan is epic, legendary character. 100%. In, in, in film. I mean, yeah. Smoking Aces. That's like a fucking and the blacklist, opus. the blacklist television show. Yes. Is, oh is yeah. yeah. James Spader is ridiculous. Dude, he's he's phenomenal. Um. Yeah. So Point Blank is a remake of a French film uh, called uh, About Bourdonc. Um. And uh, wow, you yeah, sure that's not like a, a, a Central <laughs> African language with, no. the, with the pops and the. No. Uh, but he's got. Uh, it's with uh, Garmont. Um, who were the people behind Narcos? Is that and, a studio or a production house? A uh, studio, yeah. And uh, they're great. We're, uh, I think I talked a little bit about it uh, before we were working with this producer, Joanna. probably cryptically. Yeah, before. yeah, Joanna Byer, who's who's phenomenal. And uh, you know, any any time you do a remake, the other film that I'm working on uh, with Joe and Frank is a remake as well. Now I don't want to like scoop them, so I won't tell you what it is, but. How uh, dare you say yeah. secrets. But that's been an interesting process too because I, you know, my first time around, you know, writing really is about, creative writing really is about uh, getting to the truth of the story. And then also if you're co-writing a script, because I'm co-writing it with mm. Joe. That's um, got to be a process. Yeah. And it's, for me, man, like I couldn't be in a better place. It's like, do you, as a as an amateur boxer in montana like do you stay on the amateur circuit you know out there boxing you know boxers who are never going to see the light of day on espn or do you move to la do you move to new york and start training like yeah, in a really yeah legitimate sure, gym? Sure. you know joe 
is one of the best and his brother too. They're both like phenomenal uh, writers and, and Joe's one of the best. Like he's one of the best, man. Like, Did, in, did you bring up the boxing thing because Joe's... Yeah, he's, he's, he's put the gloves on. Yeah, Joe's always trying to fight somebody. So <laughs> we, uh, but for me, you know, I, it was a really great experience. Because by I was, the way, not to interrupt, but yeah, to interrupt, no. that might be the single reason that that I'm connected to Joe on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that is is the the scrappy. Is he a big guy or is he a normal sized guy? No, he's a big dude. Is he? Yeah, he's a big dude. You you wouldn't want him to go ham on you. Like he'd he'd be a lot to he'd be a lot to handle. I I might want to get in shape and get in the ring with a guy. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> look, dude. Like we've trained together, and I've I've rolled around with some big dudes. Like some I I do jujitsu as oh, well. Yeah. Um, You're one of those guys. <laughs> no, man. I'm just saying. Like I just rolled with uh, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, I know uh, you're using not, you're using all the words. I'm just I saying. With. Oh God, I'm not God that damn. guy, dude. I'm not that. I'm. Not, I'm. <laughs> listen, man. My proficiency is. It, wait a minute. Is that are you? Is that Joe Rogan over there? Oh, What's happening Jesus. right now, <laughs> man? Fuck. So anyway, now I'm derailing us again. So no, more no, with the project. I, I mean, or look, co-writing. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I've, <laughs> but to finish that statement, I've rolled. Uh, okay, fine. I've done jujitsu with. <laughs> Uh, me and uh, Joel Kinnaman had an opportunity to go at each other, which I won't comment about. But we, um, uh, I mean, I've rolled with some guys who are who are really big, and I've always thought I'm like, man, if if Joe and I ever had to had to go, it's it's like I'd have to find something sharp, you know, let within me, within my reach to put him down quickly. Let me give <laughs> you a little hope because yeah. I've I've gone knuckles with a lot of dudes i've done yeah. a lot of fighting in my life in and then in a previous life and like i've had my is ass this, beat by a navy pre, seal is this pre-service or during service this or? is this is uh during and post gotcha like this i've had big I've man, had my ass handed to me by a navy seal like bomber i have never lost a fight to someone my size or bigger ever it's always the little guy, a little guy. Yeah. Like someone your size or smaller and you're a yeah. bigger than average guy. Yeah. It's always somebody smaller than me who just is Listen, fucking at the, awesome. At the Academy, there's a guy, his name escapes me right now, but uh, he's a dentist. He's much older than me. Um, he's like my father's age. And this guy can tie me into a freaking pretzel, man. Hmm. And he's like just rail thin, super skinny. I've got about six inches on him. Um, dentist, you know, and, right, and, and laughs. Unassuming, the, yeah, and yeah. and laughs the entire time that he's, <laughs> he's toying with you. That's got to be just disheartening. Oh my god! Like he jumps on me and 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 he's just like, now you see, and he talks in this like really like soothing like uh, what's that? The painter, the Bob, uh, Bob Ross, Bob Ross. So he's like, now you see what I what I have you in here? If I just lean down just a wow. little bit, I could kill you. Do you feel that? Do you feel that on your neck? Yeah, that's nice. Oh, and your, okay, your you 32 try. and 34 molars, or they seem a little... Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. How about so, you, Brittany? A lot of, you do a lot of rolling around. I used to. <laughs> you did. You Brittany's got some awesome stories of... I always, in my mind, it's that you grab a dude's head and smash him into the lock, like smash his head into the, the open locker door, like smash, smash. Mm -hmm. A lot of pent-up rage. But Brittany, like... <laughs> Grabbing a guy, throwing him against the locker, and ba ba ba, like punches oh, in wow. the face. Well, I was funny because I was just looking through my seventh grade yearbook, and it has a page where you could like write your favorite things. And the top question was, "What's your favorite memory?" <laughs> oh no! And my favorite memory said punching Nick's 
in the stomach and knocking the breath out of him. Should we should we bleep Shout the name? Shout out to Nick's That's fine. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's up to no good. Um, so, uh, That's amazing. But yeah, when I was younger, I was a little... I grew up in a household where both my parents placed great emphasis on knowing how to fight and my mom was a boxer and... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so she says the same thing about... She was um, six feet tall, 220 pounds, so she's, you know, she's a lady. A hashtag, <laughs> Samoan. Hashtag big laid. And she says the same thing about people smaller than her. The only fights that she lost were women that were like 5'2", very unassuming, yeah. yeah. and then they beat her ass, so... Yeah. yeah, but once I turned eighteen, I was done with all that, and yeah, it took me a little longer. Yeah. I'm still, but that's Brittany's <laughs> always ahead of the curve. There. Yeah, Brittany's ahead of the curve. So let's get off the rolling with dudes. Yeah, and uh, well, the unnamed thing you were talking about, I you know, it, it, it's it's such um, an amazing thing to you know. I took a first stab at it. I submitted some pages, and uh, Joe came back and he's like, "Nah, man, that's not it." And uh, so. Uh, that's not it. Like the the, the story, the writing, like what, well, what, yeah. what was I'm rejected? Because I I've dabbled in some screenwriting, right? And I've never had been in a position like you to have someone say that sucks. I just have to have. Well, no, not that it sucks. It it was that uh, I just didn't understand. Like you know, starting starting off, it's like you know he because he's directing it as well, yeah, yeah. right? So it's like he, you know we want this to be in the key of G. All right, so it didn't, wasn't and, I'm, in the voice. and I'm playing in minor keys. You hadn't, you hadn't <laughs> you know, you captured the voice, so a hundred percent, and and not just that, but I, I mean, just I think all in all, and there's a look. It's a big project. It's um, it's really amazing. It's really incredible. But the great thing about it is, you know, to have that kind of a relationship where you could just go, hey man, let's let's do this. Let's take it this way, or he can find a kernel of something in what you've written and go focus on that like go do this and now so you have a creative security yeah. where you you don't feel like you're going to lose this if you don't 100 that, that's awesome and dude there's it's such a unique experience like i can't stress that enough like i've done everything man like i've i've so many polishes on scripts that i can't count like so many endless hours of you know producers notes on things that never saw the light of day that are zero imdb credits that i've written thousands and uh, that's not an exaggeration thousands of pages that will never see the light yeah, of day. yeah yeah and so you know to have that kind of a relationship where it's like you know you get into a rhythm and then you start sending things back it's really great and now the stories i just left you know frank's house it's in a really good position he's happy with it joe's happy with it and we're moving forward and it's a, it's a true like co-writing experience which is very rare very rare dude you get like egos and all this other shit that gets involved right. and cohen brother situations don't happen often no no way man <laughs> and it's because of that i mean yeah you, you got to have a good relationship i mean i would assume absolutely and it then seems and then once you get it go like i i always keep uh a notepad yeah, it's something that everybody talks about, but a notepad by the bed. I'm always writing, like always writing, even if it's, you know, I never just sit down to a, a MacBook Pro and open it up and then just start typing. Like yeah, it yeah. always goes to paper first, always, always, hmm. always. And um, this is going to sound a little, you know, we were talking about the non-existence of God and the ridiculousness of religion before this podcast started. But it seems um, that's always what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're but. always talking about it. But there is something that happens uh, between uh, going to sleep and waking up. 
and I, I don't know what it is, but I'll wrestle with a with a problem or a particular like story issue or a character or something like that. Sure. And I'll go to bed, and it's usually in those hours, like waking up in the morning, where ideas will hit me, and I'll go, "Oh man, that's it." And then sit. Well, down your brain never really go. shuts off. I would assume. It, yeah, it, but trusting still... that, like trusting your brain to go, "Here's a problem. Figure it out." Hmm. Um, and then and then going through and doing that has been very beneficial to me, as has caffeine and Adderall. That's a great. That, that seems that seems like a great workflow. Just I just go to bed. You'll figure it out. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I mean, dude. Yeah, and there there'll be days where you'll you know you bang your head against the wall. But uh, exactly what I'm doing here. What did you make me? What is this? Uh, uh, the drink. Yeah. J- uh, just a gen, a mule, but gen gen mule. I don't know it's what they call it. Delicious. If this podcast thing doesn't work out for you, bartending, Bar- bartender, huh? Um, but yeah, that and coffee. Just this having, is this ten. It seems to be working out okay. Yeah, having this. conflicting chemicals <laughs> in my system also. You are you are bad. double fisting right now. Yeah. Cup of coffee in one and one of your your mitts, and then the other is the the gin mule. It works, man. I guess everybody's God got damn. their vice. It works. So um, being a Hollywood guy, yeah. What 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 do you what, what's your take? What's your your this whole Weinstein thing? God damn! The last time I was with you guys, nobody you know none of this had broke. No, none, none of it had. had it was gone. months and months from breaking. We, we believed that Hollywood was full of angels. <laughs> well, uh, we <laughs> certainly didn't think that. But we, we had not no idea. Me. Uh, <laughs> but we had no. Well, listen, I don't think Hollywood is filled with this type. Although. There are far more mm. monsters um, in our midst than previously thought. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, it, it, it really, it's great that it is happening. My, my experience has always been the people that I know, the actors, the writers, the grips, the lighting technicians, everybody, that the makeup artists and things like that are all people that are just struggling to pay the bills. There's a very small a uh, group of people that actually have this amazing, you know, like red carpet Elite. financial Even success. Even actors. 100%. Look at the guy, uh, you know, you look at the guy who was in uh, that movie with Tom Hanks who played the terrorist, did a phenomenal job, was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And then went back to, you know, driving cab. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are the kinds of people that I always know, these craftsmen, craftswomen who are really like just going for it and just hungry and, and trying to make a living. But then there's this other side and, you know, we're the movie making process isn't just, oh, I have this lovely script. Let's go make a movie. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but the, <laughs> but there's I like it. You should do the rest of the rest of the, the, the podcast like <laughs> but that. Then there's here's uh, what we do. Then we yeah. come around and all of these elites. Yeah, <laughs> this. Yeah. And that that. Uh, statement Hollywood elites like the majority of people that I know have worked very hard who, who they've you know you look at a guy like even even a guy like uh, the stories are are endless but Chris Pratt you know living out of his van and and being homeless and I was homeless you know there's all these people who have these stories of just struggling and and trying to get there and the second that they have any kind of success all of a sudden they become part of this you know Hollywood elite now there are people who are absolutely disgusting, 
who have the power. Like, unfortunately, this artistic endeavor, it goes back to the Medici's in, in, in freaking Italy, man. Like, you, you had to, as an artist, have some type of financial sponsor yeah. to be able to, sure. to do your art. And it's existed all the way, you know, back in the dark ages. I mean, it's all the way since the beginning of time. Art doesn't kind of, you know, you know pay itself. So well, that's yeah. why the the, the 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 turn of phrase starving artist. Yeah, that's I mean, where the fuck it comes from. Yeah. because you're struggling. Yeah, absolutely. And you have these, uh, you know, people who are wealthy who end up financing the film, and they want to, you know, it becomes it can be. It's not this way in all instances, but it can be a very dirty business but it but it ain't no different than fucking you know washington it These sounds lobbyists, like it sounds like the know, perfect coming. situation it's just setting people up to be taken advantage of Absolutely. like those people who are not in a position and they want an opportunity to make something of themselves well, and someone comes along like harvey weinstein oh i'll yeah. give you an opportunity if you do this let me tell you i have a i have a personal uh story you know and i, I shared this with you guys i was abused as a kid there was a uh predator in my family uh, who's kind of taken on the role of Voldemort I, I don't name him I don't say his name or give him any credence yeah uh, but he uh, you know so I speak out on these issues I was speaking at, a, at an event um, on uh, abuse and, and domestic violence and this woman approached me uh, and this was years ago and she said I have a story and it's about somebody in your industry and when you want to hear about it let me know and I said well I want to hear about it now and she said well I, I'm not ready to, yeah, to talk about it which I respected um, when the Me Too thing happened I talked to her and she hit me up and uh, you know, I'll never say her name because she's still going through it, and it's it's horrible. It's horrible. This this is a a lovely, sweet, uh, talented, beautiful, wonderful woman, and um, her story's horrific. And she has a police report with the LAPD. She's got you know police reports all over the place. Um, and and what happened to her? And it's a big time producer. Like this is this is a guy I've met. This is a guy I know. Yeah. And now I'm in this like like I want to kill this fucking guy. Like yeah. if I see him, I want to be like, do you know this girl? Because well, now I'm gonna kill you. You want to yeah, honor her. You gotta honor the commitment you made. To yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So there's because what she her desire is more important than your your fuel yeah. to vengeance. Yeah, and it so, really you yeah. want to honor that. And now I'm I'm seeing you know some of these assholes operating kind of differently now now they're now they're looking for you know there's there's people who are they want to put um instagram models and and mm. go get you know russian models and whoever it is and throw them into a movie and and but they do that because they want to have access yeah. to those to those women or escorts yeah, listen, or it's not it's not a problem in my estimation that's endemic of just hollywood it's everywhere it's like it's kind of like this where you, you find that there's a guy who's a child molester, you know, Gary Ch McChild Molester, the guy. That's his name. And he... Sorry to all the listeners named Gary. Gary, yeah. no, it's his last name is McChild Molester. <laughs> there's only one. <laughs> okay. It's that guy. All right. But, you know, you find, you, you hear stories about guys who find jobs where they have easy access to children. Yeah. And it's these these rich powerful assholes 100%. who have a predilection toward horrific behavior like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. 
and they they find they get get into a position where they have power over people who they who are desperate to get find the get into the biz or whatever. So I think there's a lot of that too. I mean, Brittany, what you? Well, I mean, I I agree, obviously, um, and I'm just thinking about an article I read today about how we raise children not to uh, raise me- raise boys not to become these men, and also raise girls to become women who can challenge it in the moment. Yeah, and you hear stories all the time of, well, I didn't have this experience with this powerful man. So they like choose the people that they think they can get away with it. We heard this with Gary Sandusky at, mm. at Penn State. Jerry. The, Jerry. I, I love you're, you're the Gary. Running thing. The away Gary. with Gary. Yeah. <laughs> what is your deal with Gary? <laughs> Who is Gary? Yeah, and the, what Jer- was the Jerry Sandusky thing, where in yeah. the showers he would target the, the boys that like he would like test them. He would hug them or get be inappropriate, and based on their individual reactions. He would go back to them and target them full on. Right. And I, I, a lot of things, you know, some women are not about it. They're not going to fucking put up with it. And some women are less equipped, unfortunately, to push back. And that's maybe because of past past uh, life experience or yeah. it's a bummer. But these are fucking predators. Yeah who are skilled at what they do. And sometimes it's just inherent in the power dynamic where if someone is your boss you naturally feel like they have power over you. And when they ask you to do something, you have to grapple with, well, is this wrong or right? And how am I going to go about challenging this when they're in charge of my job, when they have a stranglehold on my livelihood? Not only yeah. livelihood, but over your fucking life's dream. Yeah. Absolutely. And and look, man, like, you know, Hollywood is very much like Vegas. And I've, I've always looked at it that way, that it's not built on winners. Like it's built on losers. Hmm. And what I mean by that yeah, is... I was just going to say, what do you mean yeah, by yeah. that? So there's, there's a whole kind of under business that exists in Hollywood and Los Angeles and also in New York. There's acting classes. There's uh, headshot photographers. There's, there, there's a whole business that's like, look, when you come into town, you got to get an agent. You got to get a manager. You have to get the right headshots. You got to get a website. You got to yeah. have somebody design that website. You got to go to acting classes. Not only that, but acting classes, like if you're going to be a Sanford Meisner student or a Stanislavski student, these are all you yeah. know pillars of acting or Strasburg, Lee Strasberg. If you're going to go decide what discipline you're going to go into very much like a martial artist, like I'm going to be a boxer or taykwondo or whatever. So you're going to go into one of these underlying economy that you have to tap into. Yeah. Yeah. You also need to take audition technique classes. Yeah. God damn. You also need to take, you know, you got to go to these mixers where you're going to meet people and all this stuff. That whole industry isn't built on people making it. It's built on people failing. Because the odds are, the odds are you ain't going to get it. it. Like the odds are you are not going to get it. Like it's not going to happen. And so all these people come into town, big dreams. And can you imagine as a woman or a man coming in and, and you already have these stars in your eyes. Like there was, there was this girl that I was talking to. She was an actress and very kind of green, I guess would be the, the word. And she was like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, meeting this actor, you know, somebody who I got to meet. She's like, what was that like? Oh, it must have been just like this ethereal, amazing yeah, experience. Yeah. 
And I'm like, no, actually, you know, like, uh, he was kind of a dick (laughs) and, and, and we sat down for two hours, me and this actor. And it turns out he's not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you got to get out of this like idol worship, man. Like, like these are just people like we're all just people and we all have faults. Like, look, myself included. Like I was talking to Frank about it today. I'm just like, I'm an angry motherfucker. Like I, I just, and I'm I'm fine with that. Like I'm I'm angry. Like calm an, down, and, or we're gonna roll right now. <laughs> but, we will roll around right now. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> uh oh, we're gonna roll. But there's you know. But I'm really you know. I've I have my friends, and I love my friends. I love big. I hate big. That's just you know how I am. But I I, I can't. Uh, I mean, that's I can't. why we're simpatico, brother. Yeah, yeah I, I'm the same way. Yeah. So. And I I have. Um, you know, if you can imagine, I can't imagine because it happened to me, and I'll share that story. But a, a girl or or a guy coming into a man who they idolize, like this guy's like a god, like he's he's in every publication yeah. as part of our media, otherworldly. Like yeah, you come into this guy, he's holding the keys to you, not only your dreams but your livelihood, and you respect him. Well, it's also a product of the fact that we objectify celebrities anyway. Hundred percent. People feel comfortable, like. I we talk about this on the show where I used to be like aggressive about how much I hated the Kardashians and I'm still not a fan. Yeah. But they're people and I'm not going to shit on them on Twitter because they're fucking people. And yeah. if they read my hate, it doesn't add to the quotient of happiness or sure. well-being in the world. That just it just that's being a fucking dick. Yeah, and that's also low-hanging fruit, man. There's other people in powerful positions that are are horrible yeah, people that they need to be punched. So what I'm in saying is, what I'm saying is, th- th- like the woman, the girl you're talking about. Yeah, she, she's a product of also that objectification Absolutely. of celebrity, where it, it is like an otherworldly. thing. Yeah. It's, it's somebody beyond human. There, yeah. they are to be idolized. And then you have that primal thing of. You know, you got this big, like in Weinstein's case, you know, you got this giant bag of shit Ugh. who's who's physically intimidating and, you and got, repulsive. Yeah. And you got, <laughs> you know, somebody who's smaller frame. Now she's locked in a room with this yeah. animal. And so there's a very primal like fight or flight. Like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. And so he's using that, his position, his and reputation. And he knows yeah. that's what he's doing. It's not like he stumbled into it. Oh, yeah. He knows his power. Yeah. He knows the gravity of the decisions that he could make that could mold that woman's career. And, it's a, and he's yeah. using it as a fucking weapon. Yeah, He's absolutely. weaponizing his power and celebrity. Yeah, yeah. I, I, You know, even with the Kevin Spacey thing, man, and I'm not like you know, trying to clickbait or anything, but my father clickbait away, brother. Yeah. My father worked security, uh, for Hollywood for a number of years. He did security for Joel Silver, for Tom Cruise, for Steven Spielberg. And my dad hates me talking about this, but fuck it, whatever. I'm, I've, I've got the chemicals rolling. I don't care. It'll Uh-oh. lead to more wonderful discussions. Coffee, everybody. Yeah. It'll Gin lead to more coffee. wonderful discussions around the <laughs> table to over the fucking holidays before we start throwing shit. Um, but, no, no, he's not that way. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's just we. we what are the chances that. he's going to listen to? I doubt it with Donald. He, he ain't, brother. He ain't a fan. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. That guy's got Hannity on loop, uh, which makes you know so. I, I, it, You're sidetracking yourself. I am, and it goes into all my writing. So but security for space security. Suit. Yeah, and uh, he brought me to a film set. Uh, wasn't wasn't the first. The very first uh, set that I stepped on was the John Larroquette show. Uh, back in the day, and I got to meet yeah. John Larroquette and a bunch of other people, and it, it was a lot of fun. That guy seems like he's an okay cat. Yeah, maybe I mean, because I, he dropped out. He dropped out and was okay with not being. Yeah, 
I mean, I I can tell you right now. I said it today in my conversations. Then the person who, if anybody could be an ambassador for Hollywood as as to the good that Hollywood could turn out, uh, Keanu Reeves, man. I I, I got a chance to sit down with Stand him and talk up, to dude. him. Uh, an amazing guy. He was. It was like staring at the fucking sun. <laughs> I mean, just warmth and like basking in this man's. Yeah, I, he was so kind and so generous. He's to me. Neo in real life, a real really? Christ-like figure. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, this dude went out of his way to read one of my scripts and read it and and got yeah. back to me on it, and we had a a marvelous conversation and was just very because at my time I was uh, at the time I wasn't doing so well but very concerned about me as a person yeah um and just a great guy shy has also been that way with me um but uh so I'm at this film set right and we're walking around and I'm meeting different people and as a kid how old were you I was 15 okay and uh 14, well, that's, 14. That's a, I was actually 14 that's prime time for certain celebrities <laughs> yeah so I'm uh walking Kevin around Spacey. and yeah so I'm walking around and meeting these guys yeah they're not nobody's really giving me the time of day and it was also kind of shitty because my my dad was kind of hat in hand you know he's like oh, I'm a security officer and like meeting people so this guy comes up to me and he's like hey what are you doing what are you doing here and I said uh well I'm here with my dad he's a rent a cop I was like dissing my dad to kind of holy be cool. shit! You told us this story, did I? Yeah, at the last one? at lunch. No, oh, at, at lunch, lunch yeah. after the episode, you told us this story, and we didn't know anything about what we know now. Yeah, that's true. Continue, please, because yeah. this puts this encounter <laughs> in an entirely new light for me. I know because at the time I was like, you know, what was really cool about this guy, and it makes you makes you question everything. And as a survivor of abuse, mm-hmm. I should have been fuck. able to go, oh wait, no, finish the story. Yeah, so I'm sitting there, and this guy's like, hey, you know, uh, what are you doing here? And then I said, well, I'm with my dad; he's a rent a cop. And he goes, oh, your dad's in charge of. All this stuff, this is millions of dollars of worth of stuff. That's a really important job. Well, what do you do? What's your name? Oh, my name's Adam. How you doing? And and we took a picture together. And then he said, uh, he had this little uh, Polaroid uh, type of a deal. So he takes the picture and he's like kind of flipping it. And he said, well, let me show you around. She starts showing me this different stuff. And he said, what do you, what do you do? What do you, what do you like doing? And I said, well, I'm an actor. I'm doing, you know, taking classes and I'm studying. Oh, you're an actor. Well, I'm an actor too. And, uh, you're like, I know you're Kevin Spacey. Well, at the (laughs) the time he hadn't done anything that I would have known. Mm. I had no idea who this guy was. I was actually like obsessed with Gabriel Byrne. Because uh, I was, you know, gravitated as a kid to my Irish heritage. Stigmata. Yeah, listen to House of Pain. And and so I was always thinking Miller's Crossing yeah. with Gabriel Byrne. I mean, I just loved the guy. Um, and so I was kind of, you know, awestruck. Anyway, he walks me over and he says, this is the director, uh, Brian. Brian, meet Adam. And so he's like, oh, and what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm an actor. And he's like, well, if you sit over here, you'll be able to watch this next scene that we're that we're going to shoot. And then you can pay attention to everything that's happening. And then after we're done, uh, why don't you join us? We'll go over to craft services and get something to eat. I'm like, this guy's so fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so yeah, we go over to craft services and and you know I'm walking and then you know my dad's there and he's just like Adam, time to go. You know, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And you know he's in full sheriff's uniform, you know, type of a deal because they were shooting at uh, Wayside on a Rancho. And so we we bounced and we left and that was kind of the end. I didn't even get to say goodbye. It was just like I got up. I was sitting with him. 
with, with Kevin. With Kevin. Uh, Brian's sitting across me, and they're just 100% into me. Like, they want to know everything I'm doing in life. And uh, so then I get up, and I go to get some food, and then my dad's like, you know, all right, let's go. And then looking back on that, it, it, when I shared the story with you guys, I was like, I got a great Kevin Spacey story. Like, he really reached out to me and seemed, you know, kind of awesome at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And now looking back on it, I'm like, was that motherfucker grooming me? Yeah. Like, is that what... Well, we told you a bad Kevin Spacey story that yeah. we're not, not going to tell on the show. I'm going to wait until... Right. Um, the person who was involved uh, gives me the okay. Um, and you were like, oh, that's different because I have a good Kevin Spacey story. Yeah. And now, it maybe it's not so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, man, you don't know. And it, it, I think we're seeing some of that in the public now. We're seeing people... Which is which is unfortunate. Ah, God, I don't know the right word. Like it's so confusing. I don't know the right words to use because it is so messy. Because we're seeing women who are like, "This asshole raped me." Yeah, you know, and kids saying, "This motherfucker molested me." Right, and then we're seeing like I I just saw a story the other day. I can't remember uh, the actor or actress, but basically it was I was in a room and he was looking at me in a very creepy way, and he said something that was a uh, uh, really weird, and it made me feel weird, and and I'm like, we're we're kind of equating these yeah. things. Uh yeah. Like and it's like, look, rape is is rape. Sexual assault is sexual assault. Pedophilia is pedophilia. Creepy is not a fireable offense. Correct. And and like you know, there's sexual exploitation, but it's you know, I I think it was Joe that was saying he's just like I I fear that maybe we're in times where something like this is revealed, we're going to overcorrect. I, we're going to like just sweep everything through. Anyway, I want to go back to something you said because yeah. you said that. You said I should have known. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Oh God. Wow, therapist Brittany coming out. <laughs> and here she comes. Well, there's there's nothing <laughs> no, that true, there's nothing right? that you said though that would indicate that you should have like picked up on him being a predator. Yeah. You know, I think that if he had done something, it probably would have gone off for you. Yeah. Right. A little right. alert, like, why did he touch me? Or yeah. why is he looking at me like that? I think there would have been something, but it doesn't sound yeah. like there was enough time. Like maybe yeah. if your dad hadn't have said, "Hey, we're leaving." Yeah. He would have eventually asked for your phone number yeah. or well, well, something or, like or that. Or maybe he <laughs> was doing a Jerry Dan uh, Sandusky where he was feeling you out to see if you were the type that was going to be uh going to shut down if he started assaulting yeah. and maybe you were a dominant kid or not the type that yeah. would uh be uh receptive to his to his uh, assault it's crazy man like i i'm, I'm just kind of i mean i'm not i'm not surprised i what i am surprised about is this kind of um and I guess that's the other thing we were talking about before we got on the before we started recording this is this kind of oh look at these demons like that that whole like Alex Jones like there's that six 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 Mike there's Cernovich this, does that shit yeah, all the time like here's Hollywood look at how evil it is it's evil Hollywood it's like man I know thousands like I know thousands of of squared away fucking amazing people that work in this industry and they're working every day at and all they're levels ass at all levels success no success yeah producers you know directors writers and everybody down to the guy who's moving cable. You know, um, and, you know, this is just one slice. It's happening everywhere, man. Like in in Washington, D.C., like fucking forget it. Like this this stuff happens all the time. It's people in We're positions We're finding of that power. out now. Yeah, for sure. Amongst both parties. Yeah. John Conyers. Oh, my gosh. You know, Roy Moore. Roy, well, yeah, but I, that's what I mean. Both parties yeah. 
have this problem. Yeah. And when we identify it, and I don't want to move on because you you brought up Alex Jones and the, the goddamn oh, yeah. goofball Cernovich. <laughs> By the way, you, when you came to the door today, I opened the door, I'm like, is Mike Cernovich, is he supposed to be on the show today? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, but there's... I wish. This is a problem on both sides. And when Al Franken, yeah. when, when he puts forces himself on women, grabs them by the back of the neck and shoves his tongue down their throat or puts his hands on them when they haven't asked him to do so or said, yes, you can. He needs to fucking go. Yeah. And 100%. I look, I, I am I'm I'm slow to the cause, but I now consider myself a liberal. I am I'm am new to the Democratic Party, but we need to hold our own accountable, even if the other side will not. Yeah. Absolutely. John Conyers needs to fucking go. Yeah, there's a dangerous thing that we're getting into now of like, well, you're holding on to this guy, so we're going to hold on to this nope. guy. Like, nah, man. Like, this is... It, it doesn't matter. Democrat, Republican, yes. whoever. If you're abusing your power to assault and exploit other people, you need to fucking go. There are decent people who can feel your role. Yeah. They will fill it. They will They will be as good or better than you. Absolutely. And they won't be assaulting women. Absolutely. Or just fucking elect women. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brittany, why or, are you running for office? Or Jesus robots. Christ. Robots, or robots, according to Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's, a, there's also... He says that's all that's left. That's our only option. Yeah, well, there's it's also... It's either rapists or robots. That's it yeah, for Women are not the option. It's just he goes straight to robots. Right. Oh, the women. <laughs> oh, no. They have periods. They can't hold office. No, no, no. Well, I Jesus think what Christ. you need to talk about is you need to talk about the emotionality of, of women versus robots <laughs> because robots don't have any uh, emotional issues. They don't. Yeah. Fucking I'm Ben Shapiro, and I went to Harvard at 16 years old, and I'm awesome, and everybody should follow me. <laughs> Was that Ben Shapiro? That's my, that's my Ben Shapiro. It kind oh, okay. of sounded like the WB frog. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we're here now. We're here now. Let's talk a little bit about Cernovich. I have some clips. Coincidentally so, I have some clips. Let's do this. Adam G. Simon. Let's do this. Mike Cernovich. First of all, let me say this. The other day, I went to Patricon. The audience knows. Brittany joined me for the second day. But for the first day, I drove up there alone. And I texted Adam Simon oh, yeah, from the right. freeway. That's so great. And I said, holy fucking shit Mike Cernovich is behind me on the 405 I got pictures I sent you pictures <laughs> Mike Cernovich we know what his, car you drive he motherfucker. Was, he's in his his late model BMW yeah. with his phone in his face while driving 80 miles an hour on the 405 well that's when he does his podcast or when yeah he does he's his, like periscoping uh, I think yeah, he was periscope. texting because he's like steering with his legs yeah. both hands on his phone and I was sending you pictures of this. It was idiot. amazing. It was the, it was the most incredible. What are the odds <laughs> that I'm next to? I mean, we both live in Orange County. Yeah. But what are the odds that we're at the same moment? It was driving amazing. up the 405 into L.A. Man, I've run into people like that in L.A. It's small. Well, this leads me to my new hero on the internet, and it's not you. Adam Simon, that although sucks. you would think it would be. Yeah. I know that's offensive. <laughs> it's a guy named Vic Berger. I love Vic Berger. Vic Berger, if you don't know, audience, is is a man who works for Super Deluxe, which is, uh, I guess, a YouTube channel. And they, they make these, these little video mashups with effects and zoom-ins, and it's kind of a, a campy style, but it is... Mm, 
<laughs> magical. <laughs> Am I getting a little too worked up, Brittany Page? No, I think that is perfect. That's the perfect reaction. <laughs> Especially for the Martin O'Malley video, which is my personal favorite. Oh, that, he did do that, didn't he? Yes. That yes. was the stay strong to your caucus. Yes. And he points yeah, the, exactly. The guy's like, <laughs> Mm, hi. <laughs> hi. I should have pulled that audio. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great video. I had no idea they did that. I've Exceptional it, uses like, of air horn. Times. <laughs> so so Vic Berger did this mashup with Cernovich because he's listen, he's it's not just the, the video editing and what that's what's so great about it. What's great about it, he's really dedicating his time to to do what no one wants to do, which is sift through all of the fucking voluminous bullshit that Cernovich puts out as far as content and finding the damaging, um, horrible, deplorable things that he said. Here is a quick latest mashup from Vic Berger of Super Deluxe showing, and, and you're going to hear Cernovich, it's, this isn't all in, in, in context, but these are things that, uh, that uh, Cernovich has said relative to choking and abusing women and teaching men how to do that same thing. Build a rotation of three to five girls and you will find out all girls are the same. Once you, once you realize that there is essentially pussy is fungible, then there's no pedestal. You're like, well, it's good pussy and I, and I like it. But nobody really say like, okay, this is how you fuck a girl. Like right, this practical is, Yeah, this is how you fucking choke a bitch. You see a fucking girl. How do you tell if she's submissive? How do you get a girl and put her arms behind her back and pin her up against the wall and say you like being choked? And how do you squeeze her without her coughing and without actually hurting her larynx? My seminal post was you know how to choke a woman. Right. How do you fucking do just dark, depraved, twisted shit that women love? And, and that's the thing. Well, hang on. You think women love this? Because I don't know. Like, I don't think women love this. You know, I fucked a girl, she said I raped her, that cost me 50 grand, it cost me five years of my life. But it made you who you are today. Yeah, but now look at me now. What if I had not fucked her? Well, maybe I'd be some fucking schlub dude, living a life of quiet desperation with three kids and a wife that hates me. You should send her a card saying thank you. (laughs) I was arrested by federal marshals for rape, and my ex-wife came to bail me out of jail. When I, like, split with my wife... That I would well, actually, I, would, I cheated on her, you know, ruthlessly. Towards the end of, towards, you know, one of my earlier blog posts was blowing bitches out, and the whole concept with this is fuck these bitches. You know, if they fucking say something stupid, I'm just gonna blow the bitch out and right. fucking hurt her feelings. So I, I had to post like how I respond to shit tests, and some girl was shit talking me. So I, I, I found out her age, and I said, look at you, you're 32, and you probably came out to LA with big dreams, and you were excited about life, and now you're single, and you got Damn. Yeah, cause fuck you. But fuck you, bitch. I ain't fucking passing your shit test. I'm going to ruin your whole fucking week. And you're going to go fuck some dude because you're just going to want to feel loved. Goddamn. Jesus. I, I want to read a little bit from a blog post that he wrote. Um, Please. And I, I found this because Sam Harris tweeted it to him. Um, apparently, Mike Cernovich likes to tweet Sam Harris and say that he refuses to debate him. Um, like Sam Harris is on the level of fucking Mike goddamn Cernovich. I'd be like Cernovich. pistol whipping a fucking blind kid, man. Yeah, like, seriously. Geez. So he tweeted, um, you might want to remove exposed from your arsenal. That's what Sam Harris said to him. And then he tweeted him a link to a blog that he wrote entitled, when in doubt, whip it out. And he's talking about his dick. 
His little tiny fucking micro penis. And this is, I'm going to read how it starts and then I'm just going to go to the end so we can get a, the full flavor here. I've never read this. We were in the backseat of her car hooking up. She let me pull her shirt up, but wouldn't let me take it off. She also wouldn't let me take off her pants. Anyone who has dated Indian girls knows how annoying they are and how hard they are to close. I knew this girl wasn't going to let me fuck her in the backseat of her car and that she was going to require some secret moves. My dick hurts, I told her, as I unbuttoned my own jeans, exposing it to her. She looked at it, but didn't move. You aren't just going to leave me like this, are you? I pulled her hand toward me, but she Uh. pulled it back. Indian girls are selfish teases, and she would have no problem leaving me hanging. Fine, then. I'll take care of myself. And he goes into how he uh, took care of himself. And (laughs) um, fucking cunt. this This is how it ends. By masturbating in her car while playing with her tits, we created a new anchor. We had gone farther than making out, thereby bringing us closer to boning. Next time, don't settle for the makeout. If possible, at least pull out your dick. If you can get her to touch it, even better. If not, just let her know that your cock is too swollen to go back into your jeans and that either you're taking care of this or I am. Mike Cernovich, everybody. What an what a intellectual... You know, he says, well, I'm going to teach these these guys how to choke a bitch. I need to start a blog or an entire podcast on how to fucking choke a Cernovich because yeah. this guy is a menace. This guy is on Twitter communicating this fucking trash and... And Jack he's follows allowed. him. Jack follows him on Twitter. He gives him a free pass. He's This guy hasn't been... Uh, Censored in any way, and uh, look, like, uh, I mean, he's... Jack, like, Twitter Jack? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Follows him on him. Twitter. Follows really? Him. Yep, follows him. It's crazy. It's wow. totally crazy. I don't know if it's for monitoring purposes or what, but... But nothing's nothing's taken place. Why the and fuck? Yeah, and there's been, like, a big push. I mean, look, none of the guys who you know we've heard this even with donald trump's presidency like oh it's locker room talk and it's this and that and whatever none of the guys that i hang out with people that i associate right. with they don't they don't like i don't have conversations like like what yeah, she none just of what read Brittany just read is yeah. locker room talk it's not because they don't they're <laughs> they're in relationships they go about related relationships in a very yeah. healthy kind of a way right like even in their sexual deviancy they go about it in a healthy kind of a way well, but there's no there's no like i'm gonna force this like there's a lot of like forcing there's a lot of uh, she take, said no, away, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still do, it do anyway. something. Yeah, yeah, it's very rapey. Like the guy's just for a, sure a fucking, fucking rapist. And and then he talks He's about been arrested for rape. Yeah, in your sound, in your soundbite, this guy's been arrested for rape. He pled it down, I think, to a misdemeanor is what it was. It ended up being battery. Um, he ended up doing community service for it. There's all this other shit that happens, and this guy's allowed free reign. He's already proven he's, he's a coward. He's been in the White House fucking press room it's at the insane. invite of the of the fucking White House it's of Donald Trump, our sexual molester in chief. Yeah, it's crazy. But not that this is anything near credibility. But Tommy Lahren also follows him. They yes. just oh followed each other on Twitter. Yeah, and she's on Fox News. Um, I. <laughs> well, but they're the they're the network of Pizzagate. They're the right. network of of Uranium One now. Right, but this is almost like a Donald Trump Billy Bush situation. Where listening mm. to that clip, where those guys are just <laughs> like laughing yeah. and yeah. interested in what he's saying. Why are you acting like that? Yeah, I mean, you should be saying, wait, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
and it's and it is you brought up i think we were talking before that it, it it's kind of like this part of it's an act and part of it's really who the guy is like Tommy Lahren, like, you know, this is, this is a gal who's completely putting on an act because she's getting paid. I, I, I think we talked about this before. I did an event with, um, I was supposed to be in an event in, uh, Park city, Park city right? with yeah. Tommy. Yeah. And you know, the, her handlers, the people that were around her. I mean, this is a girl that's, uh, you know, battled a Coke addiction for a long time. Like bring it on. Like, Tommy, anybody in your camp is listening. If you want to come at me for slander and libel, bring it because, you know, I, I know people that are in your circle and your supplier when you're in Utah, so fuck off. <laughs> um, but it's just like, you know. I don't know if I should say allegedly. Let, let's tell you what, just to cover the show legally, ah, allegedly. <laughs> so, I'll double that, allegedly. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but hang on, hang on. Before we pile on to the easy target of Tommy Laren. Yeah, Cernovich no, is no, like... the, the Cernovich thing relative to Fox News, and now mm. they they, are, they have become the network of note. Fox News, we promote conspiracy theories. Cernovich, who now is trying to legitimize himself as a journalist and a documentarian, he he's now saying that he had nothing to do with the Pizzagate conspiracy. Just crazy that I didn't do that. This is one more piece of work by Vic Berger. God bless you, Vic Berger, of of Cernovich. It's this mashup of him. Oh, I had nothing to do with that. And then you'll hear that he absolutely had something to do with that. Vic Berger. The comment, you know, the whole story took the wrong turn. The reason I was like... That's why I never mentioned the place by name. Well, people spun that whole pizza thing out of completely w away from what I was talking. But can you understand the connection between the two? You tweeting about Pizzagate and you tweeting about the Clintons being involved in pedophilia ring led to this shooting in broad daylight in a pizza restaurant in D.C. No, because I'm not connected to what other people are saying on the internet. Do you think it's possible that there are still uh, children trapped in the basement of a pizzeria in Washington? And <laughs> was... So do you know how they're doing? Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely fake, and I never said that. And nobody can find an example of me saying that. So there is a torture chamber. There is some <laughs> kind of torture dun dungeon. They do have uh, sex cult meetings that Podesta invites his family to. I know Comet Pizza. I talked about Com Comet Pizza last night. I tweeted out the comma Comet Pizza last night. I do believe that they're watching... Um, Snuff film. They're, I believe that they're watching snuff films out there. And I would not be surprised if they're also watching child pornography down there. You need to build an underground vault so the police can't barge in the door. That is what, what it is. It's about um, watching. They could they could be sacrificing people down there. I mean, they should be combing it for hairs, hairs of children. So it's now confirmed that Disrupt J20 is a pedophile recruiting organization. What they are trying to do is they're trying to find young gullible children, teenage boys, little boys, little girls, not even 17-year-olds, but 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds. They're trying to recruit them for, uh, for pedophilia. And you know where they held their meeting? Do you know where they held their meeting? The Comet Ping Pong. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? But they, they literally met at Comet Ping Pong. Whew, just when you thought it couldn't get weirder. Man, just when you think it couldn't get weirder, when you couldn't get weirder, it gets weirder. Anybody claiming that the gunman today at Comet Pizza had anything to do with Pizzagate is lying.
that. Why do I look so frazzled? Um, Unbelievable. And this guy is now trying to legitimize himself, has access to the White House. There are photos with him at the White House press desk, given the old OK white supremacy sign. Yeah. He has 377,000 followers on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, and that's Including the crazy thing. Including Tommy Lahren. Yeah, and he tells, you know, his wife has been on there saying, you know, any if anybody's saying anything or doing anything against my husband, you guys should kill him, you know. And you take somebody, because we, we talked about this as well, that we, social media has kind of created these echo chambers where we only hear what we want to hear. Now, yeah, yeah, right? for sure. So you get these people that... And that's are, a problem even for the liberal uh, side. 100%. Yeah, yeah, this is both sides. Um, and you really have to push to go out to get other sources, right? But you get people that are uh, being fed this information constantly. There's a constant rotation of there's these children and they're in danger. That's a very like emotional, like very explosive kind of a thing. He's obsessed with the pedophilia. Uh, thing, absolutely. Absolutely. He's accusing set, many, many people all the time talking about pedophilia. Yeah, I think the lady doth protest too much. Um, maybe, but, maybe. I don't yeah. know. So, but there's, you know, allegedly, right? But well, because <laughs> if you if you follow a guy like Cernovich, he's what do we know about him? Well, he's talked about rape. He's talked about uh, things. He's been are, arrested for rape. That's yeah, he's been arrested. That's not for even rape. allegedly. And this guy's also talked about you know being an exhibitionist about sexual assault. I mean, what pulling he described, his dick out yeah. when a woman says no, you pull it out. Yeah, that is sexual assault. So. Now, you've got this kind of pattern behavior, and he's speaking out against it. It's just very, it, it, it does kind of. And he's embraced by the White House, followed yeah. by Don, Donald Trump Jr. on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, and it, it just becomes very dangerous. So then you get somebody who's listening to this, who's disturbed by this news, as anybody would be, yeah. and just says, well, fuck it. I got a gun. I'm going to go I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. And that is exactly what happened. That's exactly what a happened. A quote-unquote concerned citizen from North Carolina drove to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. and uh, discharged his weapon. Yeah. Inside of there, everybody says it was a shooting. It wasn't a shooting. He discharged his weapon. We don't know exactly how it went down. Yeah. Because I want to paint it like it happened. Yeah. He, but someone discharged their fucking weapon, trying to extricate these children that didn't exist from the 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 torture chamber that Mike Cernovich is talking about. Yeah. At Comet Ping Pong, Comet yeah. Pizza. And I keep, you know, I've I've tuned in a couple times in my effort to try to understand. Like I've gone on to Infowars, I've gone on to Cernovich's yeah. stream, and and I'll watch it and just kind of, I mean, because it's such an onslaught of just dumb assery. Uh, it's, it certainly is. Yeah, it's just conspiracy theories interladen with boner pill advertisements. <laughs> it's just fucking. That's that's the uh, that's make the, sure you get your male vitality. That's right. Together. That's the Alex Jones secret. Alex to Jones. Uh, if you don't have your male vitality, then uh, you're gonna turn gay. That's what you need. You need to have your just boner like pills. the frogs. <laughs> so, uh, but this guy, I mean, so ridiculous. But you know, you. You watch this and you watch these things uh, happen. I'm watching their feeds and I'm looking at the comments 
and they're all very, God bless you for exposing the truth. I'm praying for you. Jesus is on yeah. your side. Like there's this very kind of like religious, which is their appeal following. to the demon thing because it, it, that speaks to that audience. And you'll notice like in more frequency, Alex Jones, Mike Cernovich, uh, Paul Watson. Yeah. Paul uh, who, Thomas Watson. Yeah. Right? Who never leaves his, you know, mother's basement in England ever right uh he's got that map behind him (laughs) and that's all he does but it's rustic so it looks looks shia labeouf is a cunt anyway (laughs) that's that's all that guy does i'd love to just fucking strangle that you want to roll with that guy oh my god dude (laughs) when and look we've already proven cernovich is a fucking coward like tom arnold we talked about before was trying to set up Tom Arnold, who's in his 60s right yeah but man make no mistake that motherfucker can throw down and he's, you know, he just, he just said, look, let's take this adversarial kind of relationship that we have. Let's do something that's charitable. Charity, let's, right. yeah, yeah, let's do it. Right. Let's give it to the, you talk so much about the troops and shit like that. Let's, let's, you know, sign the dotted line. Let's freaking do it. And the guy, told, I mean, we gave him, this guy had every opportunity in the world and he just freaking wussed out. So Cernovich is a coward. But it's really disturbing. That I can endorse with no allegedly. Yeah. Cernovich yeah. is a coward. He's a coward. Yeah. But the, to see this kind of religious fervor following these guys, and you hit them with facts. Like, I'm busting up alt-right trolls all day long on Twitter. And yeah. so is Joe. He loves it. it. He says it's like a speed bad workout to get yes. his fucking writing skills up. But he goes at these people, and there's no facts. Like, they they come with zero facts. It's They just hit you with this, we won, MAGA. Yeah. You know, Hillary Clinton lost, MAGA. And it's, That's prick it's just, shit, bro. Yeah. That's prick shit. Prick shit. <laughs> it's prick shit. That is prick shit. It is prick shit. But yeah, it's just it's it's crazy, and it's I'm just worried that uh, about what's what's happening because you know Vic has worked really hard, I think, to kind of expose this guy and to say, look at what he's doing. This has a real effect. Uh, you need you're you know freaking censoring some of the women who came out with Me Too allegations. Like that is what I Me like Too about Vic Berger right now is that he's not. It's not just to promote their brand and that they're doing these entertaining videos that are no. getting shared. He's if you look at his timeline, he's actually tweeting at Twitter and and trying to do the right thing yeah. by forcing Twitter to follow their own policies of abuse and harassment. And they're not. And they're like, fucking like they're just sure not. not. Look, yeah, they're not. I understand not blocking Donald Trump's account. I get it. I get it. He's the president. You got to sure. But a guy like Cernovich who is trying to incite violence and incite retaliation against Invisible things. Yeah, that's a fucking problem. Well, and he still has a blue check mark. Yeah, that's right. That when too. they just they supposedly went through this process of no longer allowing white supremacists to be verified. And on he Twitter. is a white supremacist. And yeah, Laura 100%. Loomer lost her. Is that yeah, her name? Yeah, it's another she lost right her freak. check mark. Yeah. And, and there was all this controversy. Oh, you're not. <laughs> where's our free speech? It's a blue check mark. Relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but he still has it, and so that gives people some sort of notoriety, like they're official, like this is a thought leader on Twitter. Yeah. And should he have that status? Should yeah. he be verified? Well, that's one of the things that Vic, Ver- Vic Berger just did was uh, PBS just interviewed um, Cernovich, and they were acting as though he's some like legitimate person, and Vic Berger's like, or no, this guy promulgated the Pizzagate thing. Yeah. Because he's a fucking douche chill, a fucking whack job. You know what I mean? <laughs> what was that noise? Uh, fucking uh, 
Arrested Development. It was too chill. <laughs> so good. Yeah, well, that's that amazing. is Cernovich. That's amazing. That's the that's theme incredible. song for the Cernovich Periscope channel. That's too chill. <laughs> we could just hit that all day long. That's freaking incredible. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, uh, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic and have been trying to be optimistic about, you know, what's happening. I think it's great. Uh, the stories that are coming out and so much more is to come. I mean, I, I spoke personally with, uh, you know, with the sexual assault stuff in Hollywood. Yeah, because it's, it's turning into other things. Um, I talked to uh, the reporter who broke the James Toback story, mm. and he said, he goes, I've got a whole team uh, down here that's just fielding calls and just taking reports. Way more just, to come. Yeah, and he said, yeah. and it's not just Hollywood. This is actually bleeding into Washington and some of these some of these other places. So, so a lot more is to come, and I think it's just to kind of put a... Uh, just a button on that that topic. I think a lot more is to come, and I think it's really great. But I the think, problem is, if I can yeah. interrupt, the the problem for me with that is it's not a problem with that, but it's a problem that. How about the the manager at the the Wendy's? Yeah. How about those guys are going to be left unscathed? Hopefully, hopefully that this bleeds down into everyday people. Who are who have a modicum of power over others, whether it be in the police department, or whether it be at the Wendy's, or whether it be in in your local bar, that that those women also now feel empowered and they will be believed, they will be listened to when they when they bring their tale. That that I hope happens because yeah. right now, if it's just people of of immense power, that's not enough because th- those are just the few and far between. When it when it relates to all of our society, because if it's how many guys that have a regular job at Joe's, you know, hunting shack, and yeah. he's grabbing the asses of the chicks that work with him, Buddy, that's a problem. Yeah, I just had I just had this happen in the gym uh, two days ago. I'm at the gym. I'm working out. I'm on the treadmill. Uh, this old kind of slimy, you know, the the guys who are dyeing their hair that god awful purple color. So when they get photographed, it it looks like they have black hair. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't know. It's awesome. So here's here's a here's a trick. This is really amazing. If you look at anybody, man, I don't want to throw. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be that dick. But like, if if you look at pictures of certain actors that are of a certain age, yeah. If you if you look close on Getty Images, you'll go, oh my god, it's fucking purple. It looks a little purple. (laughs) It's fucking purple. But that's because (laughs) under all the lights and everything that happens on the red carpet, when they take the picture, it looks black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really fucking purple. Um, it's just <laughs> disgusting. So this guy g- comes walking up, purple hair dye, uh, you know, fake tan, skin that looks like, you know, a saddle, um, you know, that's been worn <laughs> for just, you know. so this guy just comes up gold chains, tank top and comes up to this girl who's, who's working out and he's like, and pulls out his phone and just says, he goes, Hey, do you mind if I take a picture? We're, we're right in the middle of casting. And I wanted to get a, a picture because you're uh, exactly the look that we're looking for. Do you mind if I get a picture? God and she goes, damn. no, no, I, get, I guess that's all right. All right. So he takes a picture of her and he's like, great. You know what? I should have you come in. 
and then starts like putting in her information. And I'm sitting there on the treadmill. I'm I'm it, I have a routine when I'm you know <laughs> when I've degraded to just walking on a treadmill, and that's. <laughs> I just put on Eminem. That's my kind of working out, brother. <laughs> put my head down and just walk until, you know, like it clicks two <laughs> hours later and I'm just angry. So I I uh, see this guy and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. So anyway, that's his thing. Uh, he leaves. She leaves. New girl comes. And same deal. Same deal. This guy walks over and he's like, hey, you know, you mind if I take a picture? And I'm just like. Okay, so I hit the stop button on the oh, treadmill, good. and I walk over and I go, "Hey, man, it's not working." <laughs> that is all. That's, he goes, "We need more." Yeah, of that. and he goes, "He goes, what? Excuse me." And I said, "I heard you say the same fucking thing to the girl that was over here five minutes ago. Just walk." And he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And I go, "Fucking walk." <laughs> so he start he starts walking, and then the girl's like, "Uh, I'm sorry, what just happened?" I said, "Listen, there was a girl that was here," just, and Same I explained thing. it to her, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad he didn't take my picture." And I was like, "That well, is that is what we need more it's of." Awesome. Yeah. Yes, it really okay. is. I mean, if men start opposing other men, women aren't going to solve this problem because. It, it has existed for this long. We need men to stand up against other men and say, hey, fuck you, no more. I yeah, would say really that do. women can take part in that as well, though. No, yeah. In that situation, a woman could have done that as well, said, hey, dude, I, I'm watching you do it. I'm like watching you over there. Yeah, yeah. but I think you there's know? a power dynamic when another man... No, for sure. To, to, especially for sure. to these predators. They're going to check themselves. If Not all, it's not going to solve the problem, yeah. but it's certainly the the first step, I think. I mean that's the not that women are powerless, but it is a a of great help if a man fucking says, "Hey, goddamn it, no, stop the what the fuck you're doing." Yeah, I grew up. You know, my sisters are are fucking warriors. Like my my older sister, especially my older sister's a beast. Like she would fucking oh my god, she would she would. <laughs> Like, I'm scared of her. Like, she she just... But we had a cop as a dad, you know, who, yeah, who yeah. worked undercover, you know, worked undercover narcotics for a bunch of years. And he, he, we got a kind of train... Like, most parents, and I, I'm going through this now as a parent, like, you drop off your kid at school and they just go. Mm -hmm. And and you, they just have to learn with their friends. And, and the typical, like, American family... I guess if you're dealing with like, um, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Same sex couples, anybody like your kids go to school, even single mothers, your kids go to school and that's where they're learning the life lessons. And then yeah. they come home like parents really have to go look like, especially in this age of technology that somebody's hustle is going to be to come at you quick, come at you fast, get in and get out as quick as they can. Mm -hmm. So they're going to come at you and go, hey, how are you doing anyway? I just wanted to snap a picture real quick. Oh, don't worry. It's not for anything weird. I'm casting this big movie or, you know, whatever right. the fuck it is. Or, you know, oh my God, you remind me, like whatever that hustle is, you got to make your, your kids up to speed. Because, and knock on wood, like God forbid, but and everybody likes to think that their own children are are well versed in this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I've found, you know, just checking my my son and my son's gangster, like <laughs> and my daughter, like they're both like these Locked kids. On. Yeah, I mean we we went through hell together. I mean we we did. We, we you know we slept in a car together. We we saw things. You know, I'll just put it to you this way: when we moved to Burbank. I got this little place in Burbank 
and my son, <laughs> my son, we're out for a walk. He's seven at the time, eight. No, he was younger than that. Yeah, he was he was six or seven. We're walking down the street, and he goes, "Dad, I love Burbank. There's like people walking dogs." And there's this park. It's really beautiful. There's no blood on the sidewalk. Like that was that was wow. his. Yeah, that was his like context. Like there's no blood on the sidewalk. This must be a good place <laughs> because we came we came out of a, a hotel we were staying at. Uh, this little uh, hotel. I use that term very lightly. I think we you came, mean motel. Hostel. Yeah. Like we came out of this place one day, and this guy had been stabbed. Uh, this homeless guy had been stabbed and uh, ambulance was responding. This dude was bleeding out on the Left sidewalk. Left an indelible mark on him. Yeah, so son. he's like, okay, there's no blood on the sidewalk. So having that kind of, you just don't learn that in school. Like you don't. And it's it, it's incumbent upon parents to be involved with their children and, and say, look, and we talked about this before too, that a lot of times it's going to be, how the police department, sheriff's, uh, LAPD, uh, local PD, they've spent so much time on stranger danger programs. And it's it's never that. It's it's the fucking priest. It's your uncle. It's your friend. It's the confidant. It's your boss. It's your coworker. Like certainly it's, more often than not. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be the person you know. that you trust. Yeah. That you gotta you gotta be able to sift through all this bullshit and see that hide that they're that they're hiding underneath and go, yeah. okay. Like that's it, but again, I I also want to be sensitive to the fact that I'm not putting it on victims of assault ever, ever, because you know qu quite. We've frankly, been having a very uh, protracted conversation about that on the show lately. Well, I yeah. think you're touching on something important, and I read this article in the New York Times. It's called "The Bad News on Good Girls." I read that. Yeah, yeah, and it it is so powerful because it does describe this early childhood education where. You tell girls, if anyone touches you, you come tell mommy and daddy. But then when they grow up, you arm them with pepper spray and you like tell them how to, you know, encounter these things. But when they're young, you're just telling them to like tell someone, right? But Rather they, than fight back. But they should be empowered with this ability of this is what you do. And I, I think yeah. for all of the negative things about my childhood, the one positive was that I, I felt empowered to do yeah. that in school. If someone said something to me or if someone touched me in yeah, school yeah. that I I felt comfortable fighting back when someone touched me yeah. and bring it full circle here yeah I mean it, it with the Britney Page in the locker scene, <laughs> you know it's right. good, no it's good but um it, it didn't always come in handy you know I I have I have an experience that I've shared previously where I was cornered in a break room when I was 16 by an adult and he grabbed me and I didn't do anything and I was very uncomfortable with telling on him mm. um and getting him fired I was like was it really that big of a deal you know um and so it, it spoiler alert yes it yes. was yeah. yeah it wasn't always helpful but I'm saying throughout my childhood most of the time it was helpful having that that information and feeling empowered that I could fight back so when we are raising girls the messages that they receive they should be what we tell boys right that they can use their voice they can yeah. fight back awesome. and that they should feel empowered to do that yeah this craziness like uh act like a lady right you know like that like that that kind of a thing like it's um you know, I always have, uh, you know, told my daughter, like, this is appropriate. This is not appropriate. I had a lovely thing happen with her recently. She got this boyfriend. 
uh, we had a talk, um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but she, uh, you know, she came into, came into my room, sat down on, on, uh, the edge of the bed and she's like, dad, can I talk to you about something? And that was just the intro to that conversation mm-hmm. was so amazing that like, and I recognized it in the moment, like here she is, she wants to talk to me about this thing. And we, we had a great conversation, but I'm always telling her, look, like if, if something goes down, you go hands on. Like if, if you got to do that, you go hands on, you pretend because you're right. There is this like, okay, once it's over, come tell me, but there's no discussion about what to do in the moment. Yeah. And so that it's okay this, to be angry Yeah, as well. It's, yeah. you don't have to be, awesome. you don't have to be kind. You don't have to always walk around being polite to everyone. If yeah. someone talks shit to you, it's okay to get mad. It's Quote okay unquote, to show respectful. that anger. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. when, uh, the Infowars reporter was talking shit to that, that teenage girl and called she it, called it, called her a boy. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And he, and she said something to him and everyone was like, she shouldn't use bad language against an adult. Well, no, you should. If, if, an adult is being hateful to you you should do that you know and you're touching on something right now this is these labels that people hide behind this is kind of leading into something else and if you guys want to come back to what we're talking about right now like go for it um but this idea that uh, it bleeds into everything like you're a lady act like a lady or when um you know somebody says well uh this uh hiding behind the office like i remember when president trump it was just crazy fucking thing to say yeah we try not to say those two words together donald donald trump donnie (laughs) when when with all of his tweets and his the shit he said on howard stern and the shit he said to billy bush i mean you know all these she got chlunked (laughs) you wouldn't have your job if you weren't beautiful yeah. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. <laughs> I'd like to take some money out of her fat ass pockets. Does she have a fat ass? Absolutely. You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her. Wherever, I can keep going on yeah, and on and on. In the my list. opinion, she was uh, off base. We're talking about spying on women in dressing rooms, grabbing yes. women in dressing rooms, all that shit. Um, you, you know, you look at that when those things started happening and people are like, you are a fucking criminal. Like you yeah. are, you are the lowest. When people started voicing those things, it was like, Hey, 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 he's the president of the United States. So, you know, respect the yeah. office. And I find that with, and, and I want to say this with cops. I find that with soldiers, sure. yeah, people in the military that they go, Hey, Hey, you know, he served in the military. Have some respect. And it's like, no, no, no. Nah. I know assholes that are fucking soldiers. I know assholes that are cops. I know assholes. And this is the only time I'll mention it. Uh, Dan Bongino, who's a former <laughs> Secret Service uh, agent. Just because you got a badge. Another conspiracy theory weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Just because you have an office, the, the office does not a man make. If you're a if you're a dick, you're a dick. Well, and it doesn't also, matter. There who are, you are bad people in yeah. all occupations. Absolutely. I was in the Marine Corps, and I knew lots of dick bags who were fellow Marines. Yeah, we we have lowered the bar for heroes so much in this country. Yeah, not everybody's a hero. Just because you put the uniform on doesn't make you a hero. Yeah, for sure. I uh, going back to my daughter. Funny thing, because we were kind of looking at each other while we were telling this story. This this poor kid, and the, and let me say, this kid's a nice kid. But th- but that being said, you never know anybody. Like I I I, I said this uh, I I said this to a guy one time. I said uh, <laughs> this girl that I was dating at the time. She goes, "Do you trust me?" 
do you trust me? And I said, I don't even fucking trust myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, do, do, do I trust you to not kill me? Yes, uh, I guess. But what are we talking about specifically? Because I don't even trust myself. But um, I sat down with this kid and uh, they watched a movie. Uh, and uh, came back, and we were all kind of sitting down and made him feel comfortable, got him something to eat, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then I was getting ready to leave, and, and I said, well, I'm going to take off. You guys can stay here and watch a movie. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I said, hey, I won't say the kid's name, but I said, hey, you know, come over here for a second. And so he comes over to the door, and I'm opening up the door, and I said, it was great to see you. And I gave him a hug, and I pulled him in close. I said, if anything happens to my daughter or you do anything that she does not want you to do, I'm going to fucking kill you and your entire family. Uh-oh. <laughs> <So> then, <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> I just let him go and he's like, I know. That's what he said. He just looked at me and he goes, I know. <laughs> he's heard it. stories already. <laughs> yeah, so then that was it. But there will be straight. no blood on these streets, She's sir. like, let me tell you about my dad before he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and then she's got her little brother and even though he's a little brother, he's a scrappy little dude. He'll he'll handle business. But it's, it's weird that, you know, we live in a world where you got to arm your kids with... Yeah. Uh, these types, these types of things. Well, I think we've always lived in that world, but now we're just becoming more aware, aware of, of how it. to yeah. arm our kids. Like yeah, that, you know? and it's man, it's. I say this all the time. That you have to be look like my kids don't live with me, but I'm on the phone with them. I'm on Skype with them every single day. They don't go to bed until until we go over. We do homework together. I'm I'm with them throughout the year, and they they go back and forth between the beauty of technology. But you have to, like, time and consistency. Like, you have to put in the time. Yeah. I I think in the 50s, you know, 50s, 60s, it was like, you know, dad comes home, he's reading the newspaper. Mom's making the the meal in the kitchen. And the kids are sitting around. And, you know, but you you have to get involved. You got to peel back the layers and talk to your kids about what's what's going on and the dangers that are out there. Otherwise, the jungle's going to fucking eat them alive. It's going to eat them alive. Yeah, no, I, I think that there's something uh, there's something valid to that. There's yeah. it's it's definitely a uh, especially with this um, protected class of children coming up. That yeah, parents really try to shield their kids from the rough and tumble world that really is out there that does exist. Yeah, and on the left, I think you know the left and right are kind of responsible for this thing. Like the right going into this crazy hyper religious like pray to God, he'll solve it for you. God will protect you kind of a thing. We've even had congressmen make statements of like, well if it that happened that's God's will. You know, if you got yeah. pregnant from a rape, that's God's will. Right. And then he would shut it down. Yeah. yeah. And then on it'll those, get shut down. Yeah, the, and the, the the semen of the rapist. So yeah, there's crazy. Natural things that happen that'll shut it down. At, was his name Adkins? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah, from yeah, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't and, know. And on the left, we're in this weird like trigger warning word, like sensitivity, like this hypersensitivity. Yeah. To things and. Absolutely, there's certain things that we need to be aware of. There's certain things that um, that we need to be a lot more sensitive to. But I think we're in in this weird fucking world of hyper extremes 
on yeah, it's a on weird polarization yeah. where one goes one way and one goes the exact opposite yeah and somewhere in the middle is where we should fall yeah and as an artist and we're, we're seeing it now i call it the infant infantilization of the art form that we're seeing like this kind of dumbing down of things like really good good guy really bad bad guy Slugging it out. That's it. That's all we need to see. There's no like, nuance. Yeah, no, no gray area. No complexity. Like like these things that are happening, and no look, more Vic Mackies. Yeah, from from the shield. Like I'm an artist, man. <laughs> like I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want, and yeah. and that's never never gonna change about me. But yeah, the shield. That's a what a great example that is. Like that guy. You have this guy because we are layered, and we're getting yeah. more into this world of people are being judged by one single like soundbite yeah. or or something that's that's weird. And yeah. then you got a guy like a serial fucking disgusting human being who's you know I hope you're talking about Roy Moore. Yeah, Cernovich. Oh, Cernovich. Who's just propagating <laughs> all this stuff. He's causing people to take violence and yeah, take yeah. action in their own hands and there's zero accountability. Yeah. It's crazy. And his platform is growing. Yeah. We are going to end it there though. Cool. I think we're going to end it there. We love you. I love you. This oh. was awesome. <laughs> this was a good time. It was fun. There will be a part three. Yeah. There has got, to be a part three. Well, we got movies coming. Maybe maybe sooner. When when is this? When's Point Blank? What's the so, what's the time yeah, scale we're on here? Point Blank's currently with uh, Netflix and Garmont. And they're they're going through their their things and and not in production though. Not in production yet, but will be. Uh, I am going to uh, finish this other project uh, with Joe within the next couple of The weeks. unnamed. The unnamed project. project. I'm so excited about it, man. That's it's awesome. It, when you crack the code on something that you've been banging your head against for, for that long of a time, it's so rewarding. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it. It's great. We are looking forward to that. So I would encourage everybody to go out there and follow Adam G. Simon, IMDb. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Adam Simon Actor. He is on Instagram, Adam Bell Gabe. Yeah. All of this information is going to be in the show notes. Go follow this guy. He is a he is a thinker. He is a mover and a shaker. He's a creative guy. And most of all, more importantly, he's friends not only of the show, but he's friends of me and Brittany. <laughs> yes. So that's a good time. These two people are great. And even talking about how much I love you guys, there is one other thing. I think I talked about it, and I want to give a shout out to this guy because he's worked really hard. Uh, this guy, Gustavo Alvarez. All right. Uh, he's a friend of Clifton Collins Jr. Clif he's on the Twitter too, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Not not uh, very well known. He kind of keeps to himself because we'll, he's we'll living We'll put that on the, the show notes too. Yeah. He's amazing. And we're, you got a project in the works with him. I do. Yeah. We're doing a, a television show that we've been working on together. And um, there's still this other project that I've, I've been working with uh, him and Clifton on. And we'll see if we can resurrect that. At, at some time in the future. But yeah, working on this thing with Goose and it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, brother. Spending the time in studio with Brittany and Jesse. Yes. Good times. We are going to leave you, audience, there. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your, your loyalty to the show. If you would like to support the show, one, if you're a new listener because of Adam, subscribe to the show. If you have not subscribed to the show, subscribe <laughs> to the show. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, there is always dollamore.com slash Patreon where you can support us on a monthly basis. There's also, it's the holiday season. 
right this very moment. And if you're going to shop on Amazon, go to dollamore.com slash Amazon. We would love to have you in our supportive production family. Also, if you have questions for Adam, to have him back for a round three, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. For Brittany Page, Adam G. Simon, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. Is it? Wait a minute. Is that? Are you? Is that Joe Rogan over there? Oh, What's happening right now? Jesus, <laughs> man. Uh-oh. Fuck. Uh-oh.